This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. Good afternoon. Welcome to Jets at Noon. I'm Tice Rewicki filling in for Cam Poitras today. Jim Toth is actually not by my side. He's on location at the B part of the Story Radiothon for Adult and Teen Challenge, which is sponsored by My Second Garage. And before we bring Jim in, I just wanted to let you know that you can donate to Adult and Teen Challenge by calling 204-949-9484 or online at teenchallenge.tc. That's 204-949-9484 or online at teenchallenge.tc. They're shooting for $200,000 today, and Terracon will be matching any donations up to $30,000. And Wow Hospitality is also challenging other restaurants around the city to donate $1,000. We're going to be reading some texts in the second half of the show, so keep those coming in, and we'll try to get to as many as possible. But now, for the moment you've all been waiting for, let's welcome in the flow that knows Jim Toth on location. Jim, how's it going today? I'm doing excellent. How are you, man? That's the best hype man. You should be down here. We need hype <laughs> men like you on the show. Yeah, happy Friday, everybody. Jets at noon. Um, we are down here at the thrift store as a part of the be a part of a, or be a part of a story radiothon for adult and teen challenge. Uh, to donate right off the top, 204-949-9484 or go online to teenchallenge.tc. It is Free For All Friday, as you said, my man. Good to have you aboard. Tyson in for Cam, and uh, welcome to Free For All Friday, but also uh, Jets hockey begins tonight. Not the Jets hockey, but a Jets hockey. Yeah, and they're actually playing a real-life hockey game tonight. It feels like forever since we've seen any sort of hockey. And the full team's not going to be partaking in this game, but the rookies are currently in Penticton for the NHL Young Stars Tournament. Well, most of the rookies, some guys like Rucker McGordy can't play due to some NCAA regulations, but guys like Brad Lambert, Chaz Lucius, and Colby Barlow, and many more are in Penticton. And Jim, do you want to know who else is in Penticton right now? I, I do, desperately. Our I next, think I know, but... Our next guest, he's got the peaches best... peaches and cherries, I bet. <laughs> he's got the best shoe game out of any broadcaster in the NHL. Jamie Thomas. Jamie, how's it going today? Uh, really good. Actually, you know what the funny part is? When you start doing an introduction for Jim, I'm like, I do have good hair. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what a great introduction. And then you're like, oh, Jim Toth. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> the shoe game is on par, though. What are the shoes in Penticton these days? Uh, listen, I'm, I'm wearing some Nikes right now, if it, unless we're not supposed to say that on the radio station, licensing rights and all that stuff like that. But the same black leather shoes that I wear that look like running shoes, but the ultimate in comfort, but still with some style, obviously. Just a classic, classic Jamie Thomas thank look. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, I appreciate that. So I just wanted to get started with one of the prospects that I think a lot of people are going to be keeping an eye on in this game, mm-hmm. and that's Brad yeah. Lambert. Uh, he's sure. going to be playing center in this one. So I just wanted to ask, uh, is this a position that you think that the, that the Jets think that he could develop into? Or kind of when it's all said and done, do you think he fits in as more of a winger on this Jets team in the future? Well, I, I mean, certainly with the situation of the middle down the road, you, you're, you're, I mean, if you're the Jets, you're hoping that this, this does work out, right? You're kind of auditioning a lot of people for positions that could theoretically open up down the road, up the middle for the Winnipeg Jets. But uh, Lambert played center in Seattle last year where he was so dominant in the Western Hockey League with the Thunderbirds, who uh, were one of the best teams, obviously, in the dub and then went to the 
won, won the Western Hockey League Championship and then, of course, went to the Memorial Cup as well. But uh, I, he admitted yesterday that he's more comfortable there, and I think that traditionally we do hear that from players. Isn't that right, guys, where they're like, yeah, I like the middle better. Thank you. Um, um, it's not often they say they like the wing better. But I think you have to get as good a look at this as possible. I feel this year he, like many of the guys that were here last year, feel a little more comfortable. Development camp plays a large role in that too. Getting to know the players that you're playing with at this tournament when you're just throwing together at the last minute, that doesn't traditionally work out. So the Jets will get a good look at Brad Lambert up the middle and we'll see uh, you know, that blazing speed that he has and we'll see if all that confidence that he got from the Western Hockey League last year translates this year uh, into this tournament to start the year. Jamie, the two goalies that are there, highly yeah. touted prospects. It's funny, we, we focus so much on Connor Hellebuck, his future. That'll be a topic around training camp and throughout this season for sure. But part of the, the talk last year with him and what he may or may not do was who's in, in the sort of, um, you know, cupboards for them. And, and realistically, after this year and, and maybe sooner rather than later, either one of these guys could be the answer for the future of regarding, regardless of how long Connor Hellebuck is a Jet. Yeah, like I, I think a lot of people, and I know goaltending, like defense takes a little while to develop and you figure out what you have at the National Hockey League level, but not every day you have the Western Hockey League goaltender of the year and the Ontario Hockey League goaltender of the year uh, in your camp and, and as draft picks. So, sort of DiVincentis, seventh-round pick, uh, 2022, and you have um, Thomas Millich, a fifth-round pick in, in 2023. Both players coming off outstanding years in their respective leagues. Thomas Millich won a you know, a gold medal of Canada at the uh, World Junior Hockey Championships. So his resume is pretty impressive. Um, so we'll, we'll start with DiVincentis, you know, 6'2", uh, just under that, you know, that, that height that a lot of teams are looking at, just, you know, 6'3", 6'4", um, but very athletic, has been a big student of the game. I talked to Drew McIntyre today, who is the Moose goaltending coach. Uh, he has played a large role in scouting uh, goaltenders for the Jets in, in the National Hockey League draft, and he just says the guy is a, a complete student of the game. He made the, the comment that if I told him to stand on his head and stop every shot, they would he would do it, and so would Thomas Millich. So he, he likes those kids that want to learn all the time, and uh, from the short time I've known Dominic DiVincentis, he, he wants to eat all that information up, and he wants to get better. And Thomas Millich, you know, just at six feet, there's that, you know, that, that term undersized goaltender, but we've seen goaltenders like Igor Shosturkin, UC Saros. Uh, Dustin Wolf has been dominant in the American Hockey League level for the Calgary Wranglers for the last couple of years. But maybe that smaller goaltender is coming back, and it's because of how athletic Thomas Millich is and how smart and how quick he reads the game. And, um, you know, Drew McIntyre said to me today that he will give up that odd occasional goal where you'd be like, oh, if he was 6'3", six, 6'4", six, he would make it. But nine times out of ten, he's going to make the save. So two great kids, two very bright futures uh, for the Winnipeg Jets goaltending situation down the road here. And there's only two of them here. These are two, they're two guys. Uh, they're obviously, it looks like, going to get a game and a half here with the three games on the weekend. And uh, we'll see how it all transpires. But very excited to see how these, you know, we saw Steven Chentis here last year. He played a great game, the third game of the tournament against Calgary. Um, and then Thomas Millich will be making his debut pro-wise, I guess, for the first time. We talked about the forward group and the goaltenders now. So I wanted mm. to move to the back end and just mention one of the prospects that I'm most intrigued to watch is Elias Salmonson. Yeah. And he might not be yeah. like, he might not be the biggest name out of the rookie gr- core that they have right now. But every time I see him, I just... It's his IQ that stands out. And to me, he, he reminds me of a, one of my favorite defensemen to watch was Kimo Timonen. And he, yeah, kinda, and yeah. he reminds me, of, like, that's, that's the kind of player he reminds me of. Just not, not as small as Timonen, but a very heady player. Uh, what right. do you make of his season last season? And then do you think it could surprise some people this year? 
Yeah, I, I think you know when they're when they're over in Sweden, we don't get to see a whole lot, right? And, and uh, but uh, we have to keep in mind they're playing at the Swedish Hockey League with men. Um, Selimanson, apparently, from what I've heard from reports within the organization, that he had a great year last year. And you're right, just a guy ahead, good, very good at moving the puck, which plays right into the Jets system. Uh, getting his first his feet wet in, 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 in you know in, in pro hockey over in North America right now. Um, so I think the Jets have, and you have very good reason to be excited about seeing what, what he has to offer this weekend, right? So likely he will play tonight, um, against, uh, Edmonton and we'll see how this transpires, but, uh, it, it's, it, they've done a, such a good job. There's a back, there's a log jam at the position organizationally, and that's a great problem to have. And Salamonson looks like he's going to add to that log jam of how they're going to work this out down the road to the Moose and the uh, Winnipeg Jets. What do you know of the Oilers they'll be playing tonight? Well, Xavier Borgo is a big draft pick uh, of, of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, you know, they, the Oilers with Ken Holland has always done, you know, Ken Holland's always done a wonderful job drafting prospects, right? So it's just, it, we'll, we'll have to see. I just saw the Calgary's prospects. You know, they, that's a big team they brought here, <laughs> here this weekend. Like, I, we, they were just working out before we were walking over from. Um, the ring to the hotel, which is just a couple blocks away, but man, that, that's a big, they were big last year and it looks like they brought the exact same size unit, but, uh, always interested to see the other teams, other teams prospects. And we'll get a good look at Edmonton's here tonight. Really quickly here, Jamie, we're up against the clock here, but I just yeah. wanted to ask, ask you that whenever you speak to these young players, whether it was earlier in the summer at rookie camp or mm-hmm. just recently in the past couple, couple days, do you think the Jets are in good hands going forward when it comes to establishing the culture that this team wants to build, especially with new captain Adam Lowry? Yeah, yeah, I think I think they're in a great place, and I, we saw it in full effect at the development camp. Right, the way the players were, um, you know, talking with the fans as they walked between the two rinks at the Hockey for All Center, Rucker McGroarty and Colby Barlow were for you know front and center in that aspect. But I think you're getting, you know, you're starting to see what the Jets are looking for down the road here. And you look no further than the Manitoba Moose, just high-character, team-first players. And I, I, I think that's what Adam Lowry is, right? So that's going to there's clearly that's a trickle-down effect down the road here. Um, I think they're getting the players that they want. And, you know, you've heard that, we heard a lot of the draft players that want to be in Winnipeg. Flat out, that was one of the first things that were brought up by Kevin Cheveldayov. And, of course, Mark Taylor, the director of amateur scouting. So I, I think they're on the right path here. You know, as I've got to know these guys, you know, Ty Bowers, you know, another guy that was really front and center at the development camp and seems to be grabbing that leadership role at the Manitoba, at the American Hockey League level and certainly at this tournament. So I think they're, they're heading in the right direction. It's always good to be optimistic at this time of year, and I think I, I, I can speak very well to the type of players that the Jets have been drafting and selecting. Awesome. Game is 6 o'clock Central Time tonight, James. I know we got to go here, but who's on the call uh, when they stream it at WinnipegJets.com? Hey, Cam Moon, the uh, former Red Deer oh. Rebel play-by-play voice and current Edmonton Oilers radio man. So Mooner and I are going to go down the path of the Western Hockey League of years past, Jimmy. You know those years. Oh, tell Mooner I said hello, <laughs> and you couldn't ask for, for sure. a finer gentleman. The best. The best dude out there. <laughs> yeah, and he's a Dodgers guy. fan, so on top of that. Awesome. Oh, well, whatever. It can't all be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot for joining us today, Jamie. We really appreciate that. So enjoy the game tonight. And also, if you're ever thinking about selling a pair of your shoes, uh, just yeah. hit me up. Hit me up. You can have mine with the heels all worn out for sure. You can have those. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, James. <laughs> okay, awesome. see you, boys. See you, Jamie. That's Jamie Thomas, analyst for Jets TV and a part of our coverage of Jets hockey right here on 680 CJOB. We're going to take a quick break, and we got Free For All Friday coming up with your hottest takes. 
Doesn't matter what it is, if you've got a hot take, we want to hear it. That'll be after the 1230 news. But next, the Bombers play Saturday. So let's talk about that. Weather and sports up next. For Jim Toth, I'm Tyson Rewicki. You're listening to Jets at Noon on 680 CJOB. Jets at Noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to Jets at Noon. Tyson Rewicki here in for Cam Portis along with Jim Toth. And it's free-for-all Friday. The takes, takes are coming flying in. But before we head to the text line, I want to shout out the Be Part of the Story Radiothon for Adult and Teen Challenge. They're trying to hit their goal of $200,000 today. So call 204-949-9484 or go online to teenchallenge.tc. That's 204-949-9484 or online at teenchallenge.tc. And the title sponsor for this great great cause is My Second Garage. So, Jim. Speaking of that, before you get started here, Tyson, sorry to interject, but uh, we have a $200 donation this hour from Gail, made in honor of Brian and Claudia from our Brandon Super Thrift Store. So from the Brandon Super, Super Thrift Store, Gail has uh, kicked us up a notch to a $200 donation in honor of Brian and Claudia. Thanks for that, Gail. We have a new total, too, to kick us off this half hour. We all know we're trying to get to 200000 by 6 p.m., and it's 37200 123. Thanks to everybody's Woo! generosity so far. So we've got a ways to go, but we can't thank everyone enough who's helped us get to 37,223 so far today. Yeah, no, it's free for all Friday, but it's also feel good Friday, right, Jim? And you know, this great this <laughs> exactly. cause is it's a really good cause. So it's awesome to see people people donating their money and you know it's it's gonna be a great day. It's still to come too, coming up on your show at one o'clock and the news starting at three. But I wanted to start us off here, Jim, with a text from Mike. And Mike's wondering, boys, what's this rumor that Helly is being traded on the weekend to Buffalo? And he attached a screenshot uh, of, of this article. And I'm just going to say that sometimes on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, we have to be a little bit careful with, uh, with where the source is coming from, right? So I, I don't think that this is the most credible article, but it's, but it's interesting because it su- suggests that Connor Hellebuck is going to be going to Buffalo this weekend. And if you were trading Connor Hellebuck, you look at a lot of the teams in their prospect pools and what kind of pieces that they have to trade. Buffalo probably has some of the most pieces there. Do you think Buffalo is a likely landing spot or is Devin Levi going to take the reins there and he might go somewhere else? Well, I'm good for you for pointing out like um, all these articles are circulating and you have to check the validity of that and all that. That being said, it is free for all Friday. So anything we think about, it, right? we'll think about it. Um, I do think Buffalo would be one of the front runners if he was to get dealt and maybe not run the front runners, but would be interested. But that being said, like I think there's 20 teams legitimately interested in this. I think of the 20 teams that would be interested in it, there's 10 or 12 who are like, look, this is an upgrade, but we already have a good goalie. I think that's part of the discussion. Like, what the cost of it, would it offset um, bringing in a guy of that caliber? But at the forefront, I, I think, are the New Jersey Devils. I think are the Buffalo Sabres. Good young teams that are about to become really good for the next four or five years with a chance to contend. Now, Buffalo is different than New Jersey, of course. I think New Jersey is going to be a contender for five years now. They're going to have a legitimate shot at winning the Stanley Cup for the next five seasons. I think Buffalo is going to make the playoffs this year. And then I think over the next three to four to five seasons, it's a matter of how good their players play. But I do think that this is a, is a fit if there is one out there. The problem is, is they have that really good young goaltender, Tyson, that I think you can say his name better than I can. Um, if that's part of the package, I think the Jets would be very, very interested in that. 
And if you are getting Connor Hellebuck, that's the part of any deal, right? Is it for this year or is it for this year and he's going to sign with us? And that's two different stories. If he's not going to sign right away and you don't know he is as part of any deal, whether it's Buffalo or not, then I don't think that young goalie is, is part of the deal. And, and why would it be? However, if, if he is going to sign an extension as part of this deal or a sign-and-trade or, or knows that one's in place uh, after the trade, then I think that that's a great trade for the Jets for a guy who might not be here to get a good young goaltender like that in the system, and you have Loren Brassois for this year. So I do think Buffalo's one of the teams that, that should be discussed if a trade for Connor Hellebuck is being discussed. But off this report and, and some of the other ones are read, I, I don't know that that's being done, right? We do know that Connor Hellebuck arrived in town this week. We do know that Kevin Dayoff at the GM meetings last weekend said when they get here, Mark Scheifele's been here for about a week, when they get here, um, they're going to have discussions. Connor Hellebuck is now here. So I would think that with Kevin Dayoff, um at this Young Stars tournament or taking it in, that conversation is going to happen sometime early next week. The, the Young Stars get back on Monday. Um, physicals are set for the team on Wednesday, and then they hit the ice on Thursday for the first day of training camp. Within the next couple of days to week, I think a conversation, if it hasn't already happened, is going to happen with Connor Hellebuck. And then I think, and maybe that conversation has happened and, and maybe they want to start training camp without that one cloud over it. But uh, so to Mike, I, I appreciate the story. I don't know about the validity of it, but if you're asking me in general, would Buffalo be interested in it? Buffalo is one of the top five teams. I think that would be interested in Connor Hellebuck. Right. And Jim, before we carry on, I do just want to mention this traffic note here. Um, we do have a vehicle that hit a pedestrian eastbound portage at Buchanan and all eastbound lanes on portage are closed. So if you can't avoid the area, that would be best. And we hope that everyone involved is okay in the situation. Um, Indeed. So if let's say the Buffalo, and I think there's a lot of eagerness for people to kind of expedite a Connor Halibut trade, but there's a reason why it hasn't happened right away. Right? Like if, if, if Chevy really wanted to move Connor Halibut, whether if he just wanted to get a return on him, that would have been done already this summer. But when you have a player of his stature that you need, you need to get full value on him. And that's going to take a while. I don't think this is a trade that we see happen at the start of the regular season or even this year. I, like I could see this trade kind of going into 2024 before the deadline, depending on how the jets are situated. But you're telling me that if the Buffalo Sabres came up to you and offered Matt Savoy, Devin Levi and a pick, would you not take that? Devin Levi, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's hard to speculate, right, on, on what the Jets want. The one thing I think is always missed in this conversation is Kevin Sheveldayoff has doubled down again, is they're not rebuilding. I think if this was a trade for young prospects and picks, it would have happened already. Right. What they're trying to do is do what they did with Pierre-Luc Dubois, and I think they're trying to do that with anybody they trade. I am more than ever convinced that this team is never going to rebuild. It's in a market that can't withstand a rebuild. Uh, we all know they're trying to sell more tickets this season. I think this is an organization that if you want somebody, and it worked with Pierre-Luc Dubois, right? We all knew the Montreal rumors. We all knew that he talked about Montreal. And what did Kevin Cheveldayoff say? This is the price. And somebody paid it because they wanted Pierre-Luc Dubois. There will come a time where somebody wants you know, Connor Hellebuck enough that they'll make this happen, but it's risky. I just think that 
Kevin Chevel day off as much as we and, and listeners and everybody else may speculate and, and want something to happen. Would it be great if you're going to deal one of these guys to do it before camp starts? Yes. If there's not a deal there, it's not going to happen. Nobody has more patience than Kevin Chevel day off. And nobody needs to have more patience than Kevin Cheveldayoff because he's in a market that cannot get free agents to come sign here. Big name free agents. So he has to get stuff for everything that he's going to deal. Um, and I think the pressure rises on other organizations. Like, say it is Buffalo. And say Buffalo gets off to a 5-10 and 10 start. Do they need an all-star goalie a lot more than they do right now? I think they do, right? So... I, I it's hard for me to say, but I do think they're going to circle back because the big problem is is there's no money out there. And when you're right. talking extensions, we just spent a summer where high-end players like Tarasenko are coming off making $7.5 million and taking one-year $5 million deals. It just adds to the difficulty of making moves like this. If somebody wants 8 or $9 million, there's not a lot of it out there right now. So... Again, I'm very interested in your goalie, Winnipeg, and I'd like to bring him here, and I'm offering this, but, uh, you know, I got to – and then that's where Sheveldayoff has the upper hand. Like, you have to make room if you're going to do this. Where you want to make room, but then I'm going in circles here because contending teams aren't going to send you a second-line center for your goalie because that weakens their centers. They are trying to win the Stanley Cup too. So we go round and round and round. I do think that after the conversations with each player I've had, they'll revisit some things. I also just think that Kevin Chevaldeoff is going to make a deal, if he's going to make a deal, that has this team competitive. Whether it's enough to be competitive, I don't know, but they're going to do it like the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. It might not be to the magnitude of that, but they're going to get a player or two back that is going to go into this lineup. I'm not sure Matt Savoy is going to go into this lineup right now. And, and you mentioned some risks that come with Connor Hellebuck, but one risk that I'm really worried about is just the fact that if you do wait around the trade deadline, teams that are wanting to trade for Connor Hellebuck, they're not going to be wanting to part with NHL-ready assets, ones that are going to be helping the team currently, and that's probably something that the Jets are going to want to look for. You kind of handcuff yourself in that situation where you're not necessi- You're going to have to reverse course, and then maybe that, that signals the start of a rebuild. I'm not sure, but we, we do have another texter that texted in. No name, but uh, free-for-all Friday. Helly gets traded to Toronto at the trade deadline this year. I think a lot of Jets fans would be steaming mad if that happened. I, th- I think they want Helly to win a cup, but de- definitely not on Toronto. Well, it depends who they get. But to this point, again, what are you getting at the deadline? What is Toronto sending you at the deadline for Connor Hellebuck? It's Team not prospects. William Nylander. It's not, you know, uh, uh, even a third-line guy. They're looking to upgrade their goaltender and keep their roster intact. So they're not going to be sending you players. And and that's why I, I'm I, once you get to November December something has to give there either has to be an extension which I'm fifty fifty on there has to be a move which I'm fifty fifty on um, there's all these aspects around what are the Jets looking like end of December beginning of January if you're five points out of a playoff spot are you trading your all world goaltender if you're five points into a playoff spot are you trading your all world goaltender um, I, I just I don't. There's a lot of factors here, but all I do is look back to his trade history in the past, even back to Vander Kane, who asked for a trade for three years. And then it came to a point where he had to be traded, not just wanted to be traded. He and he still had got to be value. Traded, and he still got max value for him. So, again, the start of the summer, I used to say this. You're not, no offense to, you know, our northern neighbors to the north, but you're not trading land in Inuvik. You're trading beachfront <laughs> property here. 
And as much as you're in a situation where you might have to deal them because they're not coming back, you're still dealing some high-end entities here that there will be some people that once the conversations begin, if they do, that'll go, oh, wait a minute, what can we get? What can we give you? Um, because of the kind of caliber of goalie Connor Hellebuck is. He's a game changer. And even if it is for uh, one year, he's a game changer. We got another text here, and uh, I love this one. You can you can feel the juices start to flow in on the text line. <laughs> it says to get a top center that can play on your roster for Hella, for Hellebuck, you'd need to have an extra team in the mix. Interesting. See, I, I feel like there's not enough three team trades in the NHL. And, that is interesting, right? And and you could get kind of you could get kind of silly with a three three team trade that involved Connor Hellebuck. Like you could go, you could be grabbing a top a right-handed defenseman, like a guy like Brett Pesci kind of comes to mind, a guy who's been out there on the trade block, a really solid guy. I think you need a little bit more value in that situation, but there's, there's a lot of teams out there that are in, that are in need of things. Like we mentioned, we mentioned Boston a ton of time with Mark Shifley and centers. Carolina could use a center like Mark Shifley too. And even a goaltender, because we all know Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ron to have their injury concerns and, those guys, unfortunately, are going to get hurt for them at some point. So, See, that's a prime example right there. I think Carolina could win the Stanley Cup with those two goalies. I honestly do. They haven't yet, but I think Freddie Anderson and, and uh, Antti Ranta on that roster could win a Stanley Cup with Carolina. But would Connor Hellebuck be better? Yes, he would. So is there a move there? Is there a move of here's Freddie Anderson for Connor Hellebuck and a pick? Or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that's a team that doesn't need goaltending. But when Connor Hellebuck becomes available, that makes us. It might not be marginally better, but it makes us a little bit better, right? Well, so, and behind that defense too. Like, my gosh. Yes, you put up yeah. Yeah. So I think there's potential deals like that. The three-way deal is interesting to me because, and I'll just whatever. I'm just throwing this out. Don't quote me that this is happening or all that. I have no insight on this. But you know, maybe there's a team out there that like the Arizonas of the world that go, you know, we'll send you our sort of $5 million guy to Arizona. Arizona. The Jets get Clayton Keller, which is a huge upgrade and benefit to them. And all the picks go to Arizona. Yeah. And, and the team that's sending their five to $6 million or, or whatever def, extra defenseman or whatever, or maybe it's just picks, right? Like maybe there's, there's one pick um, coming to the Jets. There's, you know, another two picks or a prospect like Ville Hainola going to the organization that's getting Connor Hellebuck. And then that stuff gets flipped over to Arizona and Clayton Keller becomes a Winnipeg Jet. Yeah, no, that's... Those, th- that's something that helps all three teams for the situation those teams are in. Yeah. Arizona gets, you know, rid of their high-end player, but you're realistically not going to need him and going to have to overpay him for three or four seasons that you don't really need him. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a Jets very... get their 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 were in the win now mode player that they need in the depth, and the team that wants Connor Hellebuck gets their upgrade in goalie. No, for sure, and it's going to be a super inter- interesting season this year just to see how that all develops with and Shifley and Hellebuck. S- sorry to interrupt you. I should. I don't think the Arizona Coyotes are getting rid of Clayton Keller, but that's the idea of a three team. Right. Sort of where where they go, you know what? We get a young defenseman prospect. We get a young center prospect that in three or four years, when maybe we do have something. And our playoff bound that can fill in for Keller and is developed by then. We get some picks with this. We eat some salary for it. And the other two teams are happy as well. Yeah, no, totally. That's that's a very valid point. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here uh, after we come back. The situation in Columbus with Mike Babcock is starting to heat up. We'll tell you what's next 
For Jim Toth, I'm Tyson Rowicki, and you're listening to Jet Set Noon on 680 CJOB.